Welcome to Sanctuary First this evening and to our a Friday night review, to a very chilled out, cool Friday night review uh, uh, here in Scotland with the, the, the weather is just, it's just minus, was it minus two, minus three today? Minus four during the day where I was. There you go. Mm -hmm. So this is, oh, and we've got cool Jimison joining us as well. I <laughs> thought we weren't going to have. So welcome to Ian Jimison, who's our one of our resident panelists. Good to have you with us tonight, Ian. And welcome to Laura Dagen, who tells us she was in minus four. So it means that she's a really, really, really cool chick tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are every week, Laura. Yes, you are. <laughs> Who is he from Ouija Land? With his <laughs> land huge, with his huge booming microphone. Those of you who are not able to see the the, the video podcast, uh, James has invested in a rocket sure microphone. It's a real <laughs> rocket. It doubles as a weapon, as uh, Robert was suggesting. <laughs> some some piece of kit, I think. Hey, whoever gave you that advice, I think Jimison was kidding you on about getting that mic. Never mind. <laughs> and a huge welcome also to our guest, but not really a guest, one of our team and one of the management and hey, my boss, actually. Hey! Robert <laughs> Allen, who's come on and Robert's been writing for us this week. And it's great to have you on, on the show tonight, Robert. Nice to be with you, Mr. Grumpy himself. <laughs> and Those listening we... to the podcast, Robert lifts a Mr. Grumpy mug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. And also thank you to Ray Manger, who's behind the scenes uh, looking after our, our safety and the technology for Sanctuary First. So here we are tonight. And our theme tonight we're going to be looking at is your freedom is my freedom. In other words, no one is ever really free until we're all free. And of course, that's been one of the things talking about uh, with the... So freedom. I mean, it, it can mean so many things, you know, physically free, does it mean mentally free? Um, does it mean both? Um, does it mean being set free? Um, or, you know, or, or does it mean being aware of the chains that that kind of drag us down and weigh us down um and you know when i was thinking about us moving into the season of life and what have you um it it really it began to occur to me about does freedom actually mean being free of the things that we hold on to that we don't need to have anymore mm. um you, you know so so i guess when you say the word freedom to me that's the the things that it brings to mind. Um, it, maybe it's been free from working from dawn to dusk, which is where I was right up until the podcast because I came in and fell asleep. Ah. <laughs> well, guys, you might see me looking at other things because I'm trying to connect with our community out there. You know, we've got the Sanctuary First community out there. And we're asking them, what do you think? Great to have some of you looking in. And we'll give you shout outs. There's Pamela Murray watching. Lovely to have you, Pamela. And if you, so we're looking for people to comment tonight, get involved in the chat. I think Laura and I are going to try and follow that, if that's yes. a possibility, is it, Laura? Yes. Yes, we'll be the tag team getting you guys all yes. in. 
song. Yep. And oh, the other thing tonight, we've also got a song from Ian Jimison as well. He doesn't know that, but one of your pre-recorded material. What? <laughs> yes. And surely James is going to give us a song with that microphone as well. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Rocket Man. I'll just if sing you... over whatever Ian's song is. I'll just, I'll just sing. add a just little bit it. of uh, freestyling. That's it. I could just mime it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. oh my goodness. And a, a welcome also to receive Fiona Maddox listening in tonight. So good to have you with us tonight, Fiona, as well. I would love to hear all your comments and your chat as we go along this evening. So listen, where, where do we go with the, tonight? A big welcome to Robert, who's been doing the readings this week and also been writing some of the reflections. Um, the... One of the readings was this reading in Hebrews chapter 2, 14 to 18. Robert, that was quite a difficult one to tackle. Quite a compact piece of writing, that, that reading in Hebrews. Those of you who perhaps are looking in the podcast might not have that reading right to hand. But it was an interesting reading because it's talking about the humanity of Christ. You know, and how Jesus, the, the man... Who comes to make us free becomes one of us in order that we can be free. It, it was challenging, but uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, I find I find all of the day the, the daily uh, reflections challenging to write. You know, it's uh, it's a great privilege to be asked to do it every so often. Um, it uh, concentrates the mind because I, I don't uh, see myself particularly as a very creative person. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it focuses the mind, and you've you've got the the passage that you have to deal with. It, it's there about fears and Jesus releasing us from fears, <clears throat> which I think you know with, with a lot of things, it's it's easier said than done. Um, you know, um, we 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 live with fears, we live we we live with worries, and um, it's not always easy to let them go. And I think Jesus helps us to let them go and, and to live without the fears. But uh, it's a process. Uh, it's not just an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. I was really struck uh, on that that day, Robert, the, it was the first week of your prayers, uh, where you started with those four lines, the really punchy, Jesus knows what it is to be human. Jesus knows what it means to, to be you and me. Jesus knows our strengths. We know some of them ourselves. Jesus knows our weaknesses, the parts that we would rather ignore. And I think just kind of setting out your stall right at the start of the week, you know, and just saying with this passage, I think it's one of the things about the incarnation is that we sometimes talk about it in very poetic ways, you know, and like, oh, Jesus came and walked among us. But like, What's the implication of that? What, what do we take away from that? Well, Jesus actually knows us, you know, like when we have that kind of, you don't know me, dad, kind of moment, you know, when we're rebelling and pushing back against whoever else. Um, we actually, in Jesus, know that he actually does know what it's like. And so I loved how you were really, really unequivocal about that and just, just set it up right at the beginning that Jesus does know. Um, and that's kind of the root of so much of the comfort, I think, that we get and the reassurance that we get. Um, yeah, reasons. absolutely. This, the, the, I've been preparing, starting to prepare material for April. And one of the areas we're going to be looking at in April is the awakening. And we're going to be seeing the idea of the resurrection as an awakening, just like um, the, the, the many of the sort of early fathers of the church used to talk about uh, sleep 
an awakening in the morning being like an awakening, like in a resurrection to a new beginning, to a new day. And uh, this awakening, um, N.T. Wright in his book, uh, Surprised by Hope, talks about God's new project, that the resurrection is God's project to, to bring about a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus is the new Adam, God's prototype man in, in, the, in the resurrection form. And this whole picture is that Christ is, is, has been resurrected in order that, not that he can take us into heaven, but that he brings heaven down into earth, into our world. So we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and therefore, we're called to be Christians, not to just think about when we die, pie in the sky, when we die, we're going to heaven. But no, we're bringing heaven into our world. Yes. And that's how it's beginning to, where the rubber hits the road and we start living out this Christianity. Because I think so often, actually, like, not just, I think in a lot of, like, Christian denominations, the focus is very much on, like, what happens next. You know, we can be really focused on, you know, or, you know, what happens. It's as if this time doesn't really matter. But but this time does matter, you know, and, and that's what I really enjoyed about your writing this week, Robert, was it, it's down to earth, you know, it's bringing us into the here and now and reminding us that, no, this, this does matter because, you know, Jesus, he, he knows, he's, he knows what it's like to walk this earth and, you know, be just like us. And, and we really should be, you know, focusing and trying our best to, to make this world, you know, like, like just, oh, like having just beautiful and the best it can be, like living our best life so that the world can be its, its best. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like, oh, it's all full of sin and oh, it's all dark and bleakness. No, it's, there's light. It's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. I like if Fiona Maddox continuing to be with us tonight. She's and she says, brings to her mind the verse in scripture that says, My soul has escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler, comes to mind. This this idea that we're no longer in the muck. We don't need to be in the muck, caught by death, but we're, we're ready to fly. Mm -hmm. You know, we're ready to fly. Hey, we're, we're really we're really flying tonight, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we're taking this word freedom. <laughs> to, yeah, Robert, Robert Allen, you have given us lots of energy tonight. <laughs> I don't know about that. But the, it's, it's interesting because one of the things uh, I think I mentioned it somewhere uh, along the line as well um, during... Um, not only lockdown, but during the last year, um, preparing stuff online, it's been great because I've, I've sat here at the computer sometimes for hours on end, um, looking at all sorts of new Christian songs um, and maybe some that are not so new, but I've just never heard of them um, and exploring so many songs. It's been brilliant. There's actually a great song. You can, um, you can look it up on YouTube. It's by Linda Randall and it's called I'm Free. And, and just the way she sings the whole thing is just exactly what we're talking about. Uh, just now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm free from the shackles, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you can really feel it uh, when she sings it. Um, it's, a, it's a great song. 
like so many, I got I got a new favourite every week actually yeah, these yeah. days. <laughs> I think that's what Robert's thinking. He's free from the shackles of Sunday morning work. <laughs> yes, something different. Just oh, so that will that will cause trouble now. I'll be I'll be getting hounded out of the brownies. <laughs> Well, we might talk public. a wee bit more about we might talk a wee bit more about that later on because I think uh, it's a throwaway line, but I do think you talk about that at some point. When we're talking about uh, the real freedom to worship uh, without walls and what real worship is, and it's not just about going to buildings. But we'll pick up that later on. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, we'll pick that up later on. I, I was I was going to say that a lot of freedom depends, though, on your perspective and where you are and how you look at things. And maybe that is one of the wonderful things about, you know, Christ's incarnation as a human being is to see freedom that just because we're made of this stuff, you know, flesh and bones and skin, um, we're not trapped within this body. We're not you know, this is th this roundabout me is just kind of where I am, but my mind can be back 20 years ago and it can imagine 20 years hence if I'm spared, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it can imagine the Christ of the, the Bible and the physicalness of Christ and the physicalness and the feelings of the people that surrounded him. And that and that that's why Christ, I think. That's why God made flesh, really, isn't it? It's because it, it, it's that whole physical incarnation in our time space. If you see what I mean, you know, no matter what you believe time to be, it's that physical incarnation within time space that allows us to relate. As, as creatures that swim in the same stream, um, it allows us to relate in, in, in a in a more realistic, more visceral way with the eternal. Um, really, that's really quite esoteric for me, actually, after nine o'clock. No, you're just getting warmed up, Ian. You're just getting... <laughs> you I've always said, I've always said, I always loved that song, you know, me and uh, me and Bobby McGee. And oh. that whenever I was young, right, I could never, I, that line in it, you know, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And I never really, you know, it's always kind of when I've always loved that line, but I've never really kind of knew what it meant. But I feel that I think probably over the last year and like as I've got older, you know, you start to, and, and I think as well, like, you know, growing more in my faith and in my journey with God, I've realised that actually it's, it's maybe not so much, it's that way where you've got, you know, freedoms this way where you're, I think just not, you know, you're just fully trusting in God. You're not trusting in your own, you know, your own things. You're not mm. trusting in your possessions or what you do for a living or, you're just like I'm just kind of surrendering now because all I've got really God is like you here you know what to just keep me going you know um you know through like all the bad stuff and uh, mm. the challenges it's just like I, I, I can only just trust the new God but you know that that's the whole thing Laura isn't it about you know when we look at success and we look at you know, what really, um, the, the values that, 
the world puts on a person being a person, you know, a personhood. And yet some of the most trapped people you'll ever know are the, the YouTube stars mm -hmm. or the, the influencers, you know, who... Yeah. What, 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 a, what a sad, and, and forgive any influencers out there, but it it's kind of makes me feel very uncomfortable to think of that brand being put on somebody who is themselves so influenced that they have to relay that out in order to be all that they can be, if you see what I mean. That's, yeah. You see, that's not freedom. Mm -hmm. freedom freedom is 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 the uh the ability to say all is not well with me or all is well with me despite what you look at a person there there may be lots of things that are wonderful you know about them and and i think you know, it's funny you say that you know about you know me and bobby mcgee and freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose i think it's when you cut yourself free. There's a thing I, I, I heard on Radio Hall this morning. I think it's Nirva Paraday today, Nirva Paraday today. And it's a Buddhist thing. It's about when Buddha died. Uh, and Buddha died. And one of the things that Buddha said, I'm not a Buddhist, by the way, nor any man remains, and, and I'm going to get kicked out of the brownies for saying this. <laughs> but, but there's a very interesting spiritual idea contained within that about the fact that uh, what Buddha said was what well, one of the things that held them to the to the world uh, were possessions were things, um, and the final thing to get rid of was his body. But that's also Christianity to an extent as well that we're eternal things. We're not just skin and bone. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so it, it it was a thing that, as I say, it was a, a thing on the radio this morning, and and I said that to the the wee guy that gives me my. Uh, Diet uh, Pepsi Max in the morning on the way to work. I said, ha Happy Nerva Pana Day. And he's like, What's that? I'm like, It's something, <laughs> man. And it's all about breathing your body and all that. It's good. You know, I was thinking, uh, he's like, This your change. That's what you get with your breakfast in the Jameson world. <laughs> Can I just say that Mandy Craig is listening in? And Mandy's saying, The freedom of the mind will have helped some people survive the most terrible experiences. I think she's talking about what you were talking about earlier on, Ian, that, mm -hmm. that we're in this body, but this idea, the freedom for us to be able to think about beyond all that and to be encouraged and strengthened. And of course, Christians eh, have a, a freedom that comes through Christ, which the Spirit of God picks us up and gives us a freedom. And eh, we've talked about this before sometimes, that in prayer, the Spirit of God can carry us out of a situation to another place to draw alongside other people to lift them up and encourage them and that's something we don't talk enough about but there is a there is a whole area of spirituality and prayer that we do not we have not opened we have not even begun to open and and mm. and, and something for more and more of us to explore what, what what we're in the we're almost in the hinterland of prayer yeah. But, but, but is, is it not the case, though, and, and I've certainly found, found this before, um, where you can be weighed down with things that you don't realise are weighing you down. You, you can have things that you carry with you every day that, um, that you, you have those burdens for so long that they just become part of you. And then one day, 
Christ will come along in the personhood of somebody else or by something that you will read or by a revelation that will take place through prayer or indeed through healing. And suddenly that burden is lifted and you walk from wherever it was you were almost as if in a cloud of air. Yes. Because the burden's been lifted. Now, mm -hmm. I see, do you know, Lauren, it's lovely to see, to see that recognition. And I'm sure there are people listening tonight that they understand what that's like, how wonderful that is to not even know you've been weighed down until somebody takes the burden away and you think, oh my goodness me, what have I been missing all this time? Mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. think there's something, isn't there, really like ironic about freedom sometimes, you know, and you used that word, uh, Laura, surrender earlier, you know, this idea that in, it's through surrender and letting things go and, you know, what you were saying there before, Ian, as well. And, and I think there's a, a kind of sense with freedom, you know, you said the, the quote, you know, from the civil rights movement, Albert, at the start about the idea that none of us are free until we're all free. And I think there's sometimes this kind of really tight grip of freedom that we have you know like the sense of we've got our rights and we've got to defend them and we've got to got to be free but like freedom is something you can't almost like the bird it's something you can't hold too tightly you know like a bird you've got to hold safely but not you can't just squeeze it you know and, and I think with freedom there's the sense actually that sometimes it's in letting things go or stepping back or seeing from a new perspective or whatever that you can actually become more free and some of the people who are probably the most free you know and in terms of that that comment that you read Albert are people who are not necessarily on the outside people who you would think of are ter terribly free you know it's incredible mm -hmm. seeing the the dignity in the face of suffering um there are countless examples of in in, in history you know of individuals who have been through terrible ordeals um and yet <clears throat> have somehow and you know perhaps through the grace of God, been able to maintain some sense of self, some sense of freedom, and they're freer than, than you or me. Um, and and that, that irony made me think of your prayer, um, um, Robert, your second one about the repetition, you know, and the idea of saying the same prayer every morning and the idea that like being stuck doing the same thing and repeating something feels like something which should trap you. And yet it's actually giving you a sense of freedom, isn't it? It's, mm -hmm. it's empowering you because you're not stuck every morning being like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. You actually have a pattern and a road path and, and everything. Yeah, I thought, uh, thinking up on this, the reading in Isaiah 40 surely is a really good link for us today. And maybe some people listening in who have just been going through a really hard time and they think God's not, God can't be listening to them. God can't be near them. And yet that reading was, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord, the everlasting God, is the creator of all the world, and he never goes tired or weary. And, and we, will never we will never be able to grasp everything about God. But those who wait upon the Lord, those who go to that place of prayer, will find themselves renewed. And it's this, it'd be good to have a wee discussion about how, how important prayer is for renewing you. Because again, Robert, you talk about that, about Jesus taking time to go to the quiet place to be renewed in 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 ministry. That, that was the most. Do you know, I, Robert? I, I'm just going to say thank you to for uh, for for that today. I I kind of needed that today. Um, the quiet place. Um, I needed to remember about that. I needed to remember that. Um, you know that Christ Christ went off on his own. Mm -hmm. 
and allowed himself to experience God and to touch base with the Father um, and the Source because it can get really, really crazy in the world. Um, all sorts of things can fire and shoot off everywhere. And sometimes you just need that time to just say, I'm going to close the door even for a few minutes. And, you know, sometimes I think that the, the cry of the soul, the, the feeling deep within us that we need to reconnect with that source is almost beyond words. And that's why the <clears throat> simple word or the simple phrase, the simple prayer in a quiet space allows you to re-experience the spirit of God and then you really do feel yourself renewed mm -hmm. and able to rise with eagle's wings. Mm -hmm. I think from, from that kind of wee reflection that when I was doing it, it you know, a wee bit of repetition but it's also uh, a wee reminder that, that prayer, well one, of, one thing about prayer yeah. is it doesn't need to be wordy, it doesn't need to be a whole list of, of different things um, they may be racing through your mind, but um, I think also a reminder that it, it can just be the silence as well. You know, we're you know we're not the ones doing all the talking, <laughs> and and the, there's a there's a time for listening as well. We've got um, when when I was kind of uh, entering ministry, we were often directed by some wise old heads. You know that. Um, the minister always needed his devotional time in the study in the morning and, you know, that was sacrosanct, you know, and I always felt guilty for ages because I hated that, to be honest, you know. <laughs> I like to get out and about. That's that's where my quiet space is, you know. It's out and about and we've we've got a, a, an old dog here that's nearly 16 years old now. She's a great old girl. Um, but, you know, going out with her uh, for walks was was my time with God and, and that can still happen, mm -hmm. you know, even though the the old girl doesn't go very far now. I still go out for a walk, you know. And sometimes, you know, um, maybe one of the boys will say, well, take your headphones with you, Dad. You know, you you can, you know, listen to some music and stuff, you know, when you're walking, and, which I do occasionally. But um, no, sometimes I just say, no, I'm going out, out for a chat with God today. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> need, to have, need to have that time. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to know. That God knows, God's got our back. God knows what's in our hearts. God knows mm -hmm. what we're going through tonight. God knows the trials that we're facing. And he doesn't grow tired or weary. There's a lovely song that Ian and I wrote many years ago. It's called Our Father. And uh, Ian was playing it for us in the Sanctuary First in the Sunday Live a few weeks back. And... Uh, do you want to say a wee bit about it, Ian? Introduce that song before you... Because one of the things about Ian making these uh, recordings, he, he talks about he wants them to be honest recordings. Do you want to just say a wee bit about that and then lead into the, 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 the song, Ian? Yeah, yeah one, one thing I make sure that I do um, whenever anything goes out in the vertical of live from the studio is to make it that it is live. Um, uh, there are all sorts of tips and tricks and takes and all sorts of things you can do in the studio, but sometimes the honesty of a performance is taken away by the bells and whistles, by polishing it up and making it perfect. Um, which is not to say that, by the way, that my live performances are not perfect, because, well, clearly, of course they are. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but 
actually though that that is what I do. Um, what I'll try and do for for Sanctuary first, particularly in the the acoustic versions of band songs that I've done, is to um, try and put myself in that that space again. And for me, when I play these songs acoustically, a the I I try and find something new in it that is new for me, and and that. Is uh, and maybe in one sense a kind of selfish thing, but I want to re-experience the song again, like the first time we wrote it, like you know, like the first time um, things came together. And and when I, when I sang this one, uh, this one, I think I'm sure you're about to play the 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 one that I did uh, for one of the Sunday services was uh, it was really I really discovered that song again. Um, and I really discovered the song around the part that says, and he strengthens those, and he strengthens those who are weak and tired. Because I yeah. felt that was the right way to do that that day. Now, on another given day, I might not have done it that way. I might have just rejoiced with a day will rise with eagles wings, and that would have been the big thing about the song. But on the day that I recorded that, I really wanted to say, but that's what Christ does. He strengthens those, all of you, all of you out there who are weak and tired, and we are all weak and tired a lot of the time. We can be as brave as brave can be, but sometimes we just feel weak and tired, and, and those who ask the Lord for help will find themselves renewed, and they will rise in eagles' wings, and they will run and not and they will run and not get weary. And that's what that meant for me that night. So it's absolutely 100%, no bells and whistles, just me and my guitar doing what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Shall fall 
shadows renew it. They will rise with eagles' wings. They will run and die. They will run and die and not get weary. things we were trying to bring out in that song was and he strengthens those and he strengthens those underlining that who are weak and tired mm. and and you know and it's that idea that, we, that there's a freedom <clears throat> that comes from relaxing in in letting go and relaxing into into god and bringing what it is our troubles our burdens and allowing him to lift them and to feel that burden being lifted tonight. And maybe that was our hope that you might be able to do that. And maybe you can listen to that song again later and get that feeling that we we're trying to convey to you there earlier on uh, this, this, this evening. Isn't it brilliant? Uh, Fiona um, asked a really <clears throat> interesting question. And it'd be really good if we could get folks' thoughts on this. Fiona asks, do you think we become freer as we journey along? Or is it a one-off experience being set free? Uh, well, my and I suppose my thought first out of the gate is that you probably like it. Probably isn't a straight line. Like you know, I think freedom's probably something that comes and goes. You know, in terms of how free you feel. Like there may be a moment of kind of being set free. You know, feeling like you've been set free. But I would think that 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 freedom is something that you journey with through your life. You know, you, do you decide? To go out the door uh, you know that expression like um uh bolting the door after the 
was it bolting the door after the horse is bolted or yeah. i can't remember something like that anyway horses bolting stables etc <laughs> you know but there may be times where the where the opposite happens you know where the door is flung open and we think actually i'm quite happy in the stable thank you yes. <laughs> and we don't want to be free and I, th I think jesus is okay with that and i think i think that's part of the whole thing you know about i was struck albert when you were saying that about the idea of this you know, invitation and, and to those who are weary. And, and I love how in the gospels, there's never a moment where Jesus says, right, I'm looking for the fittest people, strongest people, the smartest people. Can you all come to me? I'm looking for the best of the best. I need my crack team. I need my troop. Like he never, to my knowledge, there's never a verse where he goes, you know, I've done a SWOT analysis and I want you guys, <laughs> the rest of you just hang back. You're all right, but I don't need you. You know, it's like, come to me, those who are weak and heavy laden and, and that's and that's who jesus is speaking to and continues to speak to um and so I think, yeah i think freedom comes and goes i i think there's huge resonance with the with the week that we talked about the works of c.s lewis uh and we talked mm. about c.s lewis when he wrote the last battle about further on further up and further in he says and i, I think the christian walk is often like that i think that often you know, we can encounter Christ and we can be literally, quite literally set free. Um, whenever that moment's ready to happen, it's ready to blossom. Um, and then we live in that new space for a while. Um, and then we're set free again, because you see, we think we're free. And then suddenly, hang on, wait a minute. I, I wasn't as free as I thought I was. And then it happens again. And then suddenly, and you live with that for a little bit. And then suddenly, you're set free again and Christ breaks down those barriers one by one by one and 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 I think life tries to I think that that's why Christ incarnate perhaps I think there's something about the physicality about of being human something about the frailty of being human um there's something about the relational aspect of being human um that can sometimes stop us in our tracks but you know, maybe that's where Christ comes in. Maybe that's where Christ kind of liberates us to to live our, to be our best selves. Because I think it would. I think actually, it could be a bit overwhelming. <clears throat> completely set free all at the one go. You know, <laughs> all your things. <laughs> You know, I, I think that'd be just a wee bit too much for me. <laughs> do you not think there's something about this idea of the promises of God journeying with us? Uh, like the story of this beautiful story that, we, that we've had this week as well in our readings of Anna and Simeon. Oh, yes. And Simeon was waiting. You know, he wasn't completely free because he was going to be made free and death itself was going to free him. And, and he's waiting but he's waiting for something that's going to actually still to come, mm -hmm. that freedom, that, that experience of something. And so in our lives, because we're in time, maybe the answer to Fiona is because in, we are in time, we are being freed and continually being made free, just like we are being, we've been born again, but we are being born again now in the moment. So is it, was it the famous Bishop Taylor Smith in the 1914-18, it was around in, in the 1914-18 war period, and he was traveling in a train, and a young, a young soldier saw the old bishop, and he thought, yeah, he's not really, he doesn't really know so much, and he, he said to the, the old bishop, he said, I but bishop, are you saved? And the old bishop looked at him, and he said, young man, 
I've been saved, I'm being saved, and I will be saved. <laughs> and, and I think there's something in that, that it's, it's this journeying that, that, that Fiona is getting us to think about, tease out, and that journeying with, with um, Simeon, you know, waiting for the consolation of Israel. It says, that's a beautiful phrase, isn't it? For the consolation of Israel, that they're crying out for the Savior, and then the Savior comes and we don't recognize him. You know, and sometimes our lives are like that. We, we don't recognize the joy that's in front of us. You know, we're looking for something different. But, but Simeon recognized the baby. And then he says, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. It's a beautiful, I don't know about other people, but what did you think about that reading? I, I, do, I do think that's wonderful, actually. I do, I, I do think that is incredible, actually, just to, um, I mean, that whole thing, but it's, it's very emotional, actually, that whole, you know, kind of being saved and will be saved. But I think there's a whole thing as well about not really recognising what's in front of us. I think a lot of us don't really recognize what we can see right in front of our faces, but we, we bring an awful lot to bear upon the present. And it may, mainly comes from behind us. And we often don't know it's there. Mm. And that, that, I mean, that's what I was the point I was making at the very, very beginning that, you know, often we're, we're carrying things we don't know we're carrying. Uh, and sometimes it takes an angel from God and perhaps in the personhood of another person or something we read or experience that actually sets us free from that and you realize the burden you've been carrying forever a person I, I bang on about this because I have been that guy I have actually experienced that sensation of through some very bizarre circumstances coming to terms with something that I had carried with me for years and years 27 years of carrying something that I'll talk about another time and realizing that I had been carrying it um, and then been able to let it go. And I mean, wow, man, that, that's, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. Jim Somerville says, talking about that, he says, the words of Jesus come unto me and I will give you rest. You know, and it, it, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think we've mentioned this before, you know, that someone said that maybe Jesus had a sign outside his workshop. Hey, I make I make good yokes, the best yokes, just to fit, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I, and, you know, that there's something in that, that there is a, when, when he puts a, a yoke on us, it fits the burden. He will, you will be able to pull the burden. You will be able to carry it because he will give you the strength to do it. Whatever you're facing tonight, maybe talking to some people going through a really sad and difficult time, and you're wondering, how can I cope? The burden's not being lifted. Maybe the burden won't be completely lifted, but the yoke will be given to you. You know, like the oxen has the yoke and it fits, and, and then the oxen can pull. And, and you'll be able to do it. So there's a fitting of, mm. of, of, the, of the, the, the ability to cope and, be, and even for it to even strengthen us and give us a purpose because mm. that becomes the oxen's purpose, isn't it? To pull or to plow the fields 
with the yoke. Oh, there's a whole lot we could move into in that tonight. Christ's yoke is lighter than air. Christ's yoke is the only yoke that lifts you up. It doesn't yeah. weigh you down. It's not like you take this on board. And I think a lot of people get really worried that, um, you know, to, to, to make a commitment or to, you know, maybe fully embrace what, what, what faith is or... Um, you know, to maybe take that chance and go to Christ or take that chance and to leave behind the things that they think have been um, lifting them up, you know, and it could be booze or pills or, I mean, name it, name a thing that's physical and that stimulates our dopamine receptors and gives us a feeling of satisfaction and joy. You just put it in there. Um, and there's that thought, but if I give that up, who am I? And that's what Christ asks us to do often, it's to give it, to give it up. Um, and you think, but life is going to be so much tougher and so much harder. But in fact, the opposite is true. Because you're not free. And that's a funny, do you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, addiction. And as, as you know, this is a thing I work in. Um, and it is that very thing. Why do people do what they do to give themselves an artificial feeling of well-being um, and an artificial feeling of being loved? They do it because it feels good. Why do you think they do it? They don't do it because it's much um, And yet, when people realise that sometimes people, you'll come to a realisation that that's the thing that's holding you captive, that it's a lie. You know, that mm -hmm. alcohol's a liar. You know, drugs are a liar. Cigarettes are a liar. They just give you that artificial feeling that Christ is not a liar. Faith is not a liar. And there's that fear that if I give up my crutch, what will I have to stand on? Well, you'll stand in the rock of ages. That's what you'll stand on, and you'll yeah. be given the yoke that's lighter than air. At least that's and Gibby writes here. He says maybe there is more than one freedom, but also limitations. Perhaps freedom from the penalty of sin from the law. Yet there is, yet there are the tensions and the restrictions of living in a sinful world, where freedom is limited until the final judgment. So what I think Gibby's talking about there is. There's the sense that we can have of that freedom from the penalty of our sins. And I thought if you're looking at our service last Sunday, eh, I thought it was interesting that Scott was talking about the penalty box. Do you want to say a wee bit about that, James? Yeah, oh, there was a great clip. Um, so Scott Harmon is um, the executive director of Dynamites, which is a fantastic charity in um, Minnesota in the States, and they work with youth development and that kind of thing. But he was out there on the ice with his son, and he was pretty brave because his son was battering him, wasn't he, Albert? <laughs> he was pure battering him, uh, demonstrating examples of various penalties that you could receive in hockey. But something I had no idea about was that in ice hockey, if, um, if the goalie, earns a penalty you can't get rid of the goalie because then you'd be without a goalie and so someone else from the team steps up and takes the hit and will take the penalty for you um and so it was a kind of interesting uh, illustration and uh, and i think scott managed to avoid a and e but i'm not sure 
But the idea is that Christ stands in our place and and in 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 a sense takes the hit. And 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 then we have that sense of freedom, but also there's more than that. It's a freedom then, but there's also a sense of gratitude and a sense of we we we, we need to respond to that. And that, that changes that changes things as well for us, doesn't it? Well, when you think even so like a marriage, you know, a relationship, like there are things that you give up going into a marriage, but then you are free to enjoy your marriage, you know, so there's like freedom from and freedom to, you know, and so when you mm -hmm. enter into a contract or a business deal or, or anything like that, they, on the one hand, you're drawing a line and you're saying, well, there's certain things now we're not going to do, but also we've made other things possible. And I think that goes back to the kind of irony of freedom really is that freedom isn't a free fall. You know, because a free fall, you're just going to smack your face. You know, freedom needs uh, a relationship. You know, you were you were saying there, you know, about the kind of how relational we are, and and I think freedom gives us a way. True freedom is 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 a way of people being able to interact with dignity and with respect um, to one another. And I think as well, it's about truth. You mm. know, as well, that's like freedom's truth, because it was in is it today's reading? It was is it today? But it was a uh, Simeon. Uh, the Simeon reading. Well, that one anyway. I was thinking about because Robert, you were you had brought up on it about how um, he says to um, Mary about how a, a sword will, you know, pierce her heart, mm. and, and you know, it's like she can, you know, that that's something that that you know Mary has to face into. You know, she can, you know, hide away from that, <clears throat> and I think that. Actually, knowing that, having that truth, because that's a blessing that that he's given her at the very start. I know that you know maybe people might not want to hear these things. You know, you like at the very start, you've just had this wee child. You know, and you find this out, and but there's a freedom in knowing that truth. That it's uh, what what were you thinking about that, Robert? Whenever you wrote it. Um. I, I just think it, it just basically around the, the theme of things you don't want to hear. Um, and I think that's a, a kind of recurring theme throughout um, our faith and really the Bible. The, there are just things in there that we that we don't want to hear. Um, and I, I can't help thinking, you know, sometimes things are meant to be when we're, when we're talking about freedom. Um, this Sunday's lectionary reading was uh, Paul... Or is Paul talking about uh, uh, troubled but not in despair, you know, um, crushed but not destroyed? Um, why? Because um, our, our attention is fixed, not in the things that are seen, but in the things that are unseen. And I think that's such a wonderful backdrop for the whole of life, this eternal uh, hope that we have. Because <clears throat> if we have... Um, burdens and we see it against the backdrop that we are given of this eternal hope then we are freed from those burdens if we are, are living through some cracking times of some great joys when we're living behind the with the backdrop of eternity we know these good things will not hold us we will not consume us we know the backdrop of eternity so when troubles come along we can cope with them, we'll find the strength to cope with them against this backdrop. And I think that backdrop for me gives the freedom to, to deal with all of what life brings. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I would what back at Christmas back in Christmas time, um, Sanctuary first tasked me with performing two Christmas carols. Um, and I think the assumption was that I would do some uh, happy Christmas carols. And in fact, as I think everybody knows they heard them, they're the kind of slasher wrist kind of Christmas carols. But but one of the points I was making was I was singing the Christmas Carol Jubilati, and it was about the angel Gabriel to, from heaven came, um, and it was about and the way that I phrased the song and I sang the song was really really deliberate. There was real intent behind it um, because what I was saying was that Mary had this incredible thing happen to her. But at the same time, she was going to live through a time where her son would be nailed to a cross and killed in front of her. At age of 30, that's a hard thing to bear. And I I do ask the question, am I a most highly favoured lady? And then the glory after that. I mean, yes, she was, but sometimes the burden's quite great, I think. It's just yeah. I think this is a, a really nice place for us to just hover before we come to the end of our our time together this evening, Ian. I think you've set it up, as you often do at the end of these podcasts, to bring us just to that, that, that the joy and yet the cross. Is that I think it's one of the passages in Scripture where it says, he, he, for the joy that was set before him, seeing what was going to be attained through this great sacrifice. He, he was prepared to go that length and, and engage with all the sorrow and the struggle of life. And uh, I think we sometimes as Christians can allow ourselves to talk about these things and to engage and know that we will go through times of, of great sorrow and sadness, but also joy. And, and it's... There's a lovely video again that Ray made a few years ago. If you get a chance to watch it, if you're if you're on on the site, it's called. Um, it, it was by. Um, it's a poem by. Oh, what's his name? Bonhoeffer. And one of the lines in it is about loyal and brave hearts, and uh, that 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 sustains us sometimes through times of great sorrow is just to know that we've got loyal hearts that stand with us and they don't say anything. They're just loyal. You know, they don't come and try and give us words of anything. They're just loyal. And their loyalty supports us and strengthens us. Isn't that one of the fundamental and wonderful things about the incarnation? I mean, Christ was God made flesh, right? And yet he still turns around to Peter, his friend, and he says, do you love me? And then he says it again, and then he says it again. And you can hear that scrap of humanity that says, man, I'm going to miss you. This, what's, a, what's ahead of me is, it's hard, and yet Christ kind of shows us the way. Into, into that place and then beyond, into glory and into all the things that follow thereafter. But it, but it all leads us up to the cross. And, and I've often thought about the, and, and I often think about the human beings in the Bible stories. I often think about 
what they were going through at the time. You know, the Bible tells us about the what's, but it doesn't tell us about the moment. My brother Colin wrote a wonderful song um, about Christmas called Joseph and Jesus, um, which I have yet to sing and record without welling up because it's the most beautiful thing about Joseph looking at his son and all the things that he could be and all the things that he was going to be, but just knowing that um, being the son of God was, was, was not going to be easy and was not going to maybe end the way that he would have had it go. Um, I, I find these things quite fascinating and that's what I find so granular and so um, appealing about Christ, God made flesh because that's what we struggle with. We struggle with that thought, I'm really going to miss this person or I'm really worried about this person and all that kind of human stuff. Um, and yet we've got that. That's the way, you know, if you turn and look at the cross, you don't, you know, it's, it's really not difficult. Um, and I think all things are contained within that. Um, I don't know if that's a helpful comment, but it's a true comment. <laughs> yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're coming to the end of our podcast tonight, but the, the freedom is tied up with this idea of we've come around to struggle and pain and sorrow. And yet in the midst of all that is this, this call for freedom and death, resurrection, this new man. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? That's what the new man, the new project man, God's new project man turns around to old man and says, oh, grave, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? You, it's been pulled. Something has happened. And what has made it happen is love. God's love has conquered everything. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we, we, we come away in the midst of all our sorrow and our struggle with this huge consolation, this big blanket put over us today, saying, but you are loved. You are loved. And, and, and I think that's what we need to look at as we journey together as God's people to the binding up the brokenhearted for the prayer that we pray for one another. These are not empty prayers. Prayers are not empty, but prayers are powerful because they're carried on the breath of God. And the breath of God is in all of us. And that breath is more powerful than any internet connection. And as we pray for one another today, and our breath of prayer goes out, you think that breath of prayer just goes nowhere? Ah, that's where you're wrong, because you know your internet signal just doesn't go nowhere. It, 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 it gets out, and it, and, and it makes a connection, and, and the Holy Spirit's about that. So there we are tonight on this internet, being... I hope minister to and encouraged to see that there is a freedom. And if I am free, 
I can encourage you to be free because there is one who has freed us all and his name is Jesus. So there we go. It's four minutes past ten. Um, time for us to, to pack up and uh, be around for another Friday perhaps to discuss another topic and huge thank you to Robert Allen for being with us tonight and sharing with us. Pleasure. Thank you Robert for your prayers and for your reflections this week. Uh, thank you to you, uh, Laura, for being with us. Thank you to all of you tonight. We've been trying to interact with you better tonight. And I think it's been great having all your contributions uh, to this evening uh, that I think um, they're, they're encouraging. Jim Somerville just says, Martin, he's, been, uh, he's just been reading Shuggy Bain's book. That's an interesting book, a book I've been wanting to read oh, as well, uh, Jim. I think it's I, on my to-do list. Yeah, it? so you, you're oh. a bit ahead of the game there, but I think it's one I want to read. But Jim then goes on to say, the struggle of life, as Albert says, very disturbing. Uh, the, the lives some people are leading and have to lead heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're able to say these things, heartbreaking, when our hearts are broken, then we become the healers that begin to, to, to heal others. Wow. What a great community we've got here in Sanctuary First. Thank you so much for being part of our, 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 our group tonight and our, our, our Friday night review. We're working hard at bringing you all in. And maybe one of these days we'll, we'll start having a, a, a weekly review and that will get Neil and others a wee bit one day. We'll invite some of you on to come on as well and be actually share on the podcast. I think that well, would be really good. If people cool. want to join in, they can join in with the Connect, the, the Facebook Connect group um, mm-hmm. on Monday night um, at half past seven. Um, and they can join in with some community prayer on the website through the coffee shop on Monday night as well um, at 7 p.m. And next Saturday, Albert, we have our uh, Lent retreat. If um, people would like to sign up for that, the details are now on the website. And while we're plugging things, while we're plugging things, <laughs> we have our Lent booklet, um, yes. which is absolutely free, a PDF um, that's uh, beautifully been designed for us by Jack. And uh, you can download that if you go to the Connect Group questions under themes um, and click on the Lent resources as a PDF. And it's got stuff all the way through Lent, uh, we meditations and actions and discussion questions. So do check and it out. And even some videos as well. And if oh, anybody wants a copy of the 1913 uh, uh, live to wax recording that we played tonight of me doing Our Father, then uh, <laughs> that, that's available uh, on your gramophone. <laughs> you can even have your dog listening to it as a picture, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure your dog will enjoy it. <laughs> All this cheap advertising is really quite ridiculous. <laughs> you would never catch me saying follow Falkirk Trinity Church <laughs> website and, and, and join our online worship there every week. <laughs> Well, well, we'd never what say I thought, that. <laughs> what I thought you might have said was, Robert, I want to tell you about Rab's rants. <laughs> might as well, you might as well push your, go for your blog, Robert. Go don't, and, don't follow me on Twitter at Rev Rab Rants and don't follow me on Facebook. And not, don't do any of these things. <laughs> You're far above that, Robert. You're far above that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
there you go. Oh, dear. Listen, thank you so much for being part of it all tonight, everyone, to James, to Ian, to Laura, to Robert, and of course, to Ray behind the scenes, and to all of you who have been part of uh, making our contributions to our evening. We really do thank you. And uh, thank you for um, being with us tonight. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Bye.